Good day, everyone. Happy Wednesday. This is Karsmanski Podcast. I'm your host, David Karsmanski. And today, once again, we're going into lunch break card news as we're going to look into all the important card news that happened since my last episode. It was supposed to drop on Tuesday, but actually I forgot to post it and dropped later today. But nevertheless, we're still going with Wednesday news right now. And we have a lot of interesting things to cover. Let's get started. First up, starting with my favorite part of the show. Today is not as big, but nevertheless, there's still pretty big news out there. And when we talk about news, we're talking about rumors, starting with an all-electric Ford Mustang rumor. While the good news of that rumor is that the current generation Ford Mustang launched originally in 2013, will stick with us until at least 2028. But the sad news perhaps for Mustang enthusiasts is that there's an electric brand new Mustang version coming by 2030. The version that makes most sense is perhaps what's gonna happen with Mustang. It'll happen with the brand new F-150 when uh, it's not that much different, but it's updated to fit the current demand. And that's probably what's gonna happen with the Mustang sometime in 2022. Uh, with a newer version coming out, but it will be more of an upgraded facelift versus a brand new, completely new model. And I'm sure all these rumors are coming up because there's discussions happening at Ford, uh, but what is certain is that sometime in the future, the Mustang will be electric. And this report claims potentially again by 2030. Another rumor is perhaps a bit more exciting, where we've seen the front end of the new Toyota GR86, the sibling of the BRZ that was already revealed, and it's interesting to see slight differences between the fronts of the two vehicles. Why, while the BRZ is looking a little bit happier with a smiley grille, which is uh, reminiscent of the Subaru models, Toyota is going for a more aggressive look with a mesh grille that's not exactly smiling, looks like it's uh, staring at you in surprise, and with some sharper lines on the side. The headlights cutout seems to be about the same, and the overall um, height of the bumper is more or less the same. So just this only noticeable difference, uh, the biggest difference is the, the grille of course, which is bigger and has the mesh design. Everything else is pretty similar, but a little different approach to the front end of the vehicle. And while we do know that BRG is coming to the US in the fall of 2021, uh, Toyota has not yet been announced, but the GR86 is potentially arriving around the same time. That would make the most sense. that's it for the rumors today. I said there ain't much of them, but there's quite a few of new cars. And I want to start with the new Mercedes-Benz EQA. EQA being the new entry-level electric vehicle from Mercedes-Benz. It's basically built on the body of GLA. But Mercedes has said that it's made many tweaks to make it suitable for an electric car. With the EQ family characteristic, such as the noticeable rear tail light or the front grille, it definitely has the aesthetic of the EQ family. So perhaps most importantly, what's underneath the EQA? Well, there's gonna be different versions. The first to arrive will be the sort of a base called EQA 250, which has a single motor electric powertrain with 188 horsepower. The range is measured by the highly optimistic NEDC cycle and ranges at 302 miles or 480 kilometers. 
Mercedes says they'll launch additional models. There'll be a dual motor uh, with 268 horsepower and a high range model with uh, that's capable to do more than 310 miles or 500 kilometers. The important contributor to the higher range was the drag coefficient that was developed to be just 0.28. Also on this outside as standard, you get 18 inch alloy wheels. You can customize it with two design packages, electric art or AMG line, and you get uh, LED he headlights with high beam assist, uh, as well as the power tailgate. Inside you get 64 different lightings available from ambient lightning, a parking camera and a leather steering wheel. The car is first coming to Europe and US availability is not yet confirmed for a starting price of $57,000. Another electric car from Germany that's launching in North America and Europe is the new base rear-wheel drive Porsche Taycan that was already launched in China last year and finally arriving to our shores. The base Taycan starts at 79,900 compared to 103,800 4S and it will come in two versions. There'll be a regular one with 402 horsepower, 254 pound-feet of torque, an expected EPA rating of 200 miles and there'll be a performance battery plus option with 469 horsepower and 263 pound-feet of torque with around 230 miles of range. Taycan will be the slowest of the bunch expectedly with rear wheel drive and less powerful motor and will do 0 to 60 miles an hour in 5.1 seconds. While the starting price of 80,000 and a range of 200 miles is not as promising as the Tesla Model S that starts at 70,000 and goes more than 400 miles but uh, Porsche definitely offers a different experience maybe with less range but it positions itself as more sporty variant with definitely a much more premium interior design. So we'll see how it performs as it arrives in the spring of 2021, pretty soon. And as for the models that are still in development, Volkswagen has hinted on a new electric flagship called Project Trinity. It's unclear if this project is related to Audi's Artemis project, but Volkswagen definitely has interesting plans for it and definitely very optimistic ones. It's obviously still in development and it's not sure if it will be in the ID family, but it's planned to be released uh, sometime after ID3 and ID4 spend several years in the market. Project Infinity by Volkswagen is described as a highly efficient flat seat concept with an iconic design and they say that it will Volkswagen will pioneer a radically new production approach. The approach is expected to be flat panel construction uh, approach which definitely increases the flexibility and optimal cabin space. So the company is not required to build larger proportionally sized vehicles because the interior should be pretty optimized. Volkswagen also saying that Project Trinity is supposed to democratize an autonomous driving it will offer the level 2 plus autonomous functions and is set to be level 4 ready. When level 4 or even level 3 arrive, uh, probably won't be anytime soon. Not before 2030 at least. But 2 plus definitely is a reality. And if Volkswagen can make it cheaper, all the better. The key to this car, Volkswagen says, is the software. As it's trying to develop most of the operating system in the house. 
uh, trying to use the in-house technology up to 60% from current 10% that it's using right now. And in addition, Volkswagen is working on a bespoke operating system called Volkswagen OS. So definitely big plans from Volkswagen and definitely the car is not coming before 2025, maybe even potentially pushing the car all the way to 2030. So we'll wait and see. And back to the real projects, Nissan has unveiled yet another one-off concept, which is called the ENV200 Winter Camper, the conversion of the ENV200 van into winter camper vehicle. Nissan is saying that the camper is designed to tackle winter expeditions, and it does that by upgrading the car to premium off-road tires, increasing ride height, and putting on a pair of high lumen spotlights to offer maximum visibility. There's also front and rear mud guards, door entry guards, and sidebars. While on the inside you get all you need from a camper, which are integrated kitchen with a fridge, fold-in beds, and insulated glass, of course, to keep the heat inside. The camper has the same underpinnings as the ENV200, which means 100 plus horsepower electric motor, which is able to do a range between 124 and 187 miles, depending on the driving type. So perhaps a pretty cool option to take on your skiing trip or even go to camp in winter wonderlands once that's available. But let's turn to the tuner market where we have some insane stuff. First up, we have the Hennessy Mammoth, which is the upgraded version of the Ram TRX, which is pretty bonkers itself with 700 horsepower getting from a supercharged 6.2 liter V8. Well, Hennessy decided that's not quite enough and threw 1,012 horsepower into that engine. It still uses the same supercharged 6.2 liter Hellcat V8, but it does that thanks to upgraded superchargers, some new pulleys, stainless steel headers, high flow exhaust, and new calibration mapping system. The zero to 60 miles an hour in Mammoth takes just 3.2 seconds. On the outside, Hennessy lifted the truck by two and a half inch, put in a new 20 inch Hennessy wheels. In the front, they have a bull bar with a new LED bar, and of course, some Hennessy branding. All of that for a pretty subtle cost for Hennessy, just 135,000 US. Uh, it's a turnkey cost, so potentially there won't be any other options. And there only will be 200 examples built in 2021, so get yours while they last. Another crazy concept comes from Eris Design, the Italian coach builder that built a one-off Tesla Model S convertible. For that, they cut the roof and replaced it with a fabric. They increased the boot to accommodate the roof and they reinforced the sides to make up for the rigidity that was made by the roof that now isn't there, of course. The powertrain wasn't touched and not that it needs to be. Tesla Model S is already pretty powerful and has good range. So this just makes an interesting design for a Model S that we all know but there's a new one coming soon, so perhaps the customer has rushed with this one. The cost is not discussed, and it was just one-off, but if you want another one, I'm sure Aeros Design will make you one. And finally, for the new cars, we've had two teasers uh, over the last 24 hours. The first one coming from Chevy, uh, the teased its 2022 Chevy Bolt EUV, a crossover that's based on the updated Bolt, and both Updates will be shown on February 14th. 
So we guess that's a date. The presentation will, will also involve Disney, so potentially will happen at the Disney World, World in Florida. And more will be known then. And another teaser was coming from Hyundai, this time about a Hyundai Bayon, the new entry-level crossover coming to Hyundai lineup. And not much has been announced, just a sneak peek into the design of the front and the back, which is actually pretty nice for the entry-level model. Looking a little bit like Kia Soul, which is probably gonna share some components with Bayon. Um, it is pretty striking and pretty innovative, so more news will be seen later in the year because it is expected to come out this year. And with new cars done, let's get into a little bit of the industry news. And I wanna start with the new study that, uh, that tracked all the cars that were capped the longest. Perhaps unsurprisingly, the top 10 are all Japanese with seven models coming from Toyota. The very top vehicle that owners keep the longest is the Toyota Prius, followed by Toyota Highlander and Toyota Tacoma as well. Honda comes in number six with Honda CRV and number seven with Honda Pilot. Number eight is Subaru Forester. All the others are Toyotas. What I personally found interesting is that the Camry is not on the list, uh, while Forerunner and Sequoia are. As for the SUVs, again dominated by the Japanese with the top one being Toyota Highlander um, and number eight being the first premium car with Acura MDX coming notably also from Japan, number nine being from Hyundai, so Koreans are in the mix as well. As for the trucks, pickup trucks, uh, even though Ford F-150 is the top selling pickup truck it's number 10 in terms of the cars that are kept for 15 years or longer the first one being toyota tacoma and second being toyota tundra and third nissan frontier so japanese are again dominating this trend too for sports cars things change a little bit but the first car is still japanese coming from mazda it's of course the mx5 miata second is the bmw z4 Third is BMW M5, fourth is Chevy Corvette, and fifth is Ford GT. And interestingly, number six is Audi S4. So a very, very interesting study. And while Toyota dominates the car market being one of the top manufacturers by volume out there, definitely has its parts where it's not as successful like sports cars or trucks, but it still it shows that their models are kept the longest. Next up, we've been talking about Stellantis quite a bit lately. It's finally being approved and trading its stocks. And we were actually concerned about its brand, that it has 14 brands in the umbrella from the Fiat Chrysler and Peugeot group. Um, and now they're saying that all of the brands will get a chance to succeed. They're not planning any brand cuts. All the people should keep their jobs in the factories and uh, pretty much uh, they will support every one of the brand and try to make them as successful as possible. They will definitely be beneficial for them for in terms of the economies of scale, um, different models from different brands using the same platforms, but it's yet remain to be seen how they will perform. Specifically concerning brands were Chrysler and Lancia, or Lancia in Italian. And actually there are news about Lancia becoming premium brands. So the brand is not forgotten right now. It only produces the uh, pretty bad 
Ypsilon tiny car, but it was thrown into the luxury brand umbrella uh, on par with some others like Alfa Romeo, DS and Abarth. So perhaps Stellantis does have uh, some promising future for Lancia and is planning to probably benefit from its very powerful brand from the previous century. So we'll see how that develops. Next up, fun news from Ford. They're furious that their models keep showing up in the internet with leaked images for the cars that are still not released. And they sent a memo to its supplier saying that it's unacceptable and really we should uh, focus on these images not appearing online because, guys, you're breaking the law. But nowadays, with cheap technology and really small cameras, it's definitely impossible for Ford or any other manufacturers to prevent the leaks as we've seen a lot of them lately. And that's all we have for today. Pretty packed episode with definitely a lot of new exciting cars and teases. I personally was very surprised to see a T-Rex RAM from Hennessy and some other like tuner projects and stuff. So pretty packed and good episode for me. Again, I thank you very much for listening. I appreciate all your feedback as I am available to chat on all the social media platforms. You can definitely find me anywhere with Karsmanski tag. And I hope you guys have a great day. We do have a couple more episodes coming out this week. So hopefully you can tune in and listen to them. Thanks again. Thank you.